everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday, definitely this time live broadcast uh, brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We're your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth, the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, bud, how you been doing? Man, uh, I believe there's a wonderful human being that's on the Frontline Gaming community group that mentioned a, a, mentioned a brand new cereal that was off my radar, hot chocolate cereal, a Swiss Miss flavored cereal. Would that cereal, be Joel Atkins, sounds- the first person comic and restream that I can see right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joel Atkins. I am on the hunt. I am on the prowl. For those of you not in the know, uh, I am a huge cereal aficionado. I love my sugary breakfast cereal. And uh, this wonderful gentleman in chat had mentioned a brown up cereal I'd never even heard about before. So, so yes, guys, by the way, if you are listening to our podcast, you should be watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can see the video footage, the still photos that are accompanying our show, but more importantly, get the hop in chat and help change the world of 40K. Seth, man, uh, have you heard about a hot chocolate Swiss Miss cereal? I, I have not, but I'm intrigued and I want to try it. Yeah. I, I'm actually this desperate to try the combination. I have some uh, Swiss Miss hot chocolate like packets in my in my pantry. I'm thinking about sprinkling sprinkling on top of my cocoa pebbles tomorrow. Just just to you know give it a shot. Kicker, no, you got to go get the real thing. Yeah. I'm sure. I believe in your ability to find cereal. I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> I can scrounge for my cereal. All right, guys, let's talk about something super important here. This is our hobby progress, and guys, I'm going guard all the way, baby. There we go. There's my car oh, skin man. right there. The yeah, I just finished them up this Those afternoon. Don't, I'm don't very look proud. like Votan to me. They don't look like Votan, Seth, because I am 100% distracted by my true love, which is the guard. Uh, yes, these are the these are the ones that came in that Kill Team box set. Um, I absolutely love the models. They're, they're, they're great. But more importantly, there's also a book that was released about a month ago, the Karskin book. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, am I saying that right, Karskin? I don't know, the Stormtrooper book of the guard. Am I saying that right, Seth? Karskin? Is that the way you sure. say it? Sure. I'm not a guard Yeah, player. sure, whatever. You don't play guard, whatever, whatever. Well, there's a really interesting book that was released by by Black Library that is about these stormtroopers. And the first half of the book really sucks, to be honest. But the second half is like, whoa, what the hell is going on? I love this. And uh, I'm thoroughly entertained. So after listening to that book, I had to go work on these miniatures immediately. And now I'm down the rabbit hole building tanks and, and it's just not stopping. Uh, Seth. What are you on? I know, I know you've, I know you've been focusing on a few things, but what I, I have. Um, so I, uh, oh, the, the tech priest. I think that's a tech priest model. Yeah, Ooh. it's my oh, turn. It's my turn. Intercepted. Seth. Intercepted. Uh, this is my demon prince. Uh, he's a little bigger than a normal demon prince, and is, he's way more badass. But he's a demon prince, and he's mine. Are those the, are those the original wings on that model? Uh, no, there's no wings on that model originally. I had to find a pair but, of But I believe wings. you you may have shown me some wings originally <laughs> that you were planning on using. Yeah, I, I in order to troll Seth, I used the smallest <laughs> pair of wings that I could I, find. I, I don't know. I, I think it is pure hatred and belief <laughs> keeps him aloft. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're yeah. very dainty. Uh, for those of you not li- yeah. uh, watching our podcast right now, I mean, we have a beautiful demon prince here painted by tech priest uh, Dickie here. Yep. That is that is gorgeous, but with very um dainty, dare I say, wings. Uh, very fairy. He doesn't use wings, them so. very often, so they're very, uh, very. Because <laughs> yeah, he's mostly just slaughtering. It's he's fine. Just, it's he's just fine, everyone. Axing people in the head. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seth. What have you been up to? I know you've been now, busy. Yeah, you know. So, so uh, I, I finally get to show this off. Um, oh, beautiful. We we got the golf rocker uh, 
a little early, so we painted them up. Um, so this yeah, is my golf rocker. GW sent that to us. Yeah, yeah, they sent it to us. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that. I, of course, did the stripey pants on my guy because I have to do stripey pants on every orc I paint. It's an obsession. Um, I, I also did a lot of Votan building this past weekend. Um, I built like six more Pioneers and like 15 Berserkers. And I was, wow. and, you know, but gray plastic isn't an exciting photo to show you guys. So I tonight came home after work and I was like, I'm going to speed paint up one of these Berserkers. <laughs> and in my um, in my process of, of, of trying to dry the paint, I was using a heat gun. And they have lots of little fiddly cables on them. And, and now I melted a Berserker. <laughs> he's he's very his cables are all wilted and his axe is bent and uh he's a very sad looking berserker so i didn't so, take a picture Seth, of are you gonna salvage your melted uh berserker he's, yeah, or I mean, are he's, you gonna he's just... functional he he's got some more battle <laughs> scars on his face than he did before yeah um but you know whatever um i build him with axes i'm like like rules wise malls are better and i'll probably play him as malls but the axes yeah. just look too cool i had to go with rule of cool yeah. with building him that way so oh. But uh, yeah. I'll I'll withhold photos for judgment until uh, <laughs> I get one that's maybe not disfigured. So, <laughs> well, if you're in chat, guys, tell us what you're working on. Uh, Seth is clearly working on Votan at the full releases out, and that that's going to keep yeah. him busy. I've got this this guard box, uh, and you know, guys. Speaking of the guard box, the guard box is up for pre order right now, guys. It, it is. is a beautiful box. Uh, once again, our friends at GW like to to hook us up. They know I'm a diehard guard fan. And so they sent me a box a little bit earlier. And I got to say the box alone, and this is a poor photo of me just quickly snapping with my cell phone, but the box alone is an experience, right? It's, it's, you know, um, I come from a, a, a weird background. I used to work in like jewelry packaging and things. And anyway, the way you like GW has got their packaging down per perfect. Like this mm -hmm. box, you open it up, you have this awesome Cadian flag right there. It just gets you excited before you even see the models. Then when you open up the models, of course, you, you get a bunch of stuff in there, of course, the books and whatnot. But we got to talk about something important here because because I've seen a lot of content creators talking about all these new miniatures, but they have not focused on the things that, like that I think a diehard guard player wants to know. One of those is all the backpacks, right? Yeah, I, a bunch of people back in the day would save all the backpacks that came with the heavy weapons uh, squads because they look cool. You want to throw them on there. Well, every single guard infantry model has a backpack basically welded to their torso. So it's not a removable part. It's part of their back. Right. Um but there's oh yeah, there's a photo. There's a photo of it right there, right? That is the backpack without the um the bedroll. The one of the things or that the is actually um, or the head. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just you know that you know that there is no head on that model. That is true. Right. But I wanted to keep it clear in the photos. You can kind of see there's no bedroll. The bedroll is one of the few things that is, I guess, optional. All the photos that GW posts post the with the bedroll attached. But if you want to save yourself a little bit of paint time, that's one of the few things you don't actually have to attach. But in the next photo, there it is attached, looking gorgeous and pretty. One thing that is a little interesting is the size of the models. There's photos all over the internet about the size comparison, so I didn't bother to post one here. The models are about the same height as the old ones, but their proportions are, dare I say, like realistic almost. Uh, they don't, <laughs> Seth, you've seen the old Cadian guard models and how yeah. they don't look like human beings at all. Are, are you saying that these guardsmen are not as well fed as the old guardsmen? <laughs> Is the Imperium <laughs> having trouble feeding its troops? Possibly, possibly, but but that's okay. That's okay. You know, it's, it's rationing all for right. the war effort. It's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah, and also there's a lot of diversity in this box set. I mean, and not just talking about different bits, like there's of course a lot of different bits, but you've got, you know, different, um, you know, you have got men and women, you've got different ethnicities represented on the box. So it's, so it's kind of cool. Uh, but 
one thing that is a little bit a little frustrating is it's very monopose, kind of like the new East yeah. Seth. Here we go. We can relate the new Orc Boys, right? All monopo, all monopose, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I found a way to to alter those monopose models. Wait, what? How? Yeah. Uh, it's called a heat gun. So this is why we got a heat gun in the first place. Was okay. No, I, I got a heat gun for different reasons. But I, I kicker and and Dicky brings up my my beloved meme. Um, I when the guard book dropped, uh, you know the rumor was you know Yark's not in it. Yark's not in it. Yark's not in it. And as an orc player, it's really important for me to ha- know what happened to Yark um, <laughs> because he is the most important guardsman. And GW even released an article this week talking about what may have happened to Yark. Did you read it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Seth, do do we spoil it? Are we doing? I guess you can spoil it. Tell 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 the people. Well, they they haven't said officially, but officially. the rumor is Angron uh, and the World Eaters uh, invaded Armageddon, and in the process of defending Armageddon, uh, Yarick lost his life along with the Steel Legion. Um, and I I think you and I can agree. That Yarick uh, is a cornerstone of of the Guard Codex, and we need a more fitting end for that man. We need to know the story. Mm-hmm. And I know a certain tech priest in the background here that is just loving this. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it Chaos so much. Uh, Angron <laughs> destroyed him. It wasn't even a fight. So orcs and humies, get out of here. Oh, I think you know, I think we're it, gonna have an un, unholy alliance of guard and orc. Yeah, versus oh yeah, versus Angron now. <laughs> More blood for the blood god, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, I I am looking forward to the the guard orc alliance to take down chaos. You know, that's that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Uh, hey, if you're in chat, tell us what you think happened to to of course our wonderful beloved Yarik. And you know, I'm taking bets right now. Do you think he's gonna come back in some sort of weird dreadnought form or the equivalent that guard would have? You know, I mean, I think he's too beloved of a character to just disappear. So no, I, would hope I, that he I think if back. He, I think if they kill him, they kill him. Don't say that. Don't say that. But they also alluded not. to the fact that maybe he faked his death. Yeah. He's so, cunning. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's, he could do it. He could do it. Um, one last thing I do want to talk about these, this new guard book with with all the goodies is that the are there's a lot of special weapons. And it's kind of cool because the way the sets are built is that you um, can build one of every single special weapon with your guys. Like it's not like you only have one left arm that holds the special weapons. You have, you know – basically all the bits and pieces that if you want to make every one of your squads guys or you could have every single one of your guys have a, a special weapon basically you don't get two plasma guns in a in a sprue but good news on the hq squad there is two of every single special weapon so oh, nice. if you're getting this new box set you've got quite a few special weapons because you get two of each on the hq i guess sprue and then you get an additional one on each one of the infantry squad so lots of special weapons um hey Books, Seth. You read. I'm kind of literate. I prefer pictures, but I listen to audiobooks. Yes, I um, do read. <laughs> you read. Um, I was talking about the Carson book earlier, dude. Red Gobbo book is yeah. Is, Red is Gobbo's demise is coming out this Christmas. He, yes, yes, yes. That is a, a, a that's I think the second one in that kind of series, or maybe the third one. And, yeah, but I'm, more. I'm, more be, I'm behind on my orc literature. I have like three orc books on my to be read pile at this point. Um, Did you so read Brutal Cunning? I'm like halfway through it. I read it like no, as I'm good. going to bed and um I'm gonna be yeah. honest, uh 
Seth goes to bed and and sleeps with the book like <laughs> like not that it's not a bad book. I'm just like eyes tired and I will read. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have wonderful sweet dreams of orcs uh, yeah. all night long, Seth. That, that's, Walking that's well, across the land. So so we've got Red Gabo for you and for our wonderful tech priest. We have the new Angron book coming out, which will be cool. Mm-hmm. This is a whole different. Mm-hmm. And know, uh, and it better oh, become a Yarrick book is what I'm saying. Nah, oh, it's done and over with. We don't yeah. need to worry about that anymore. Uh, look <laughs> no, how. They better they better talk about our beloved Yarrick. I need nah. to know what happened to him. Don't worry about him. He's He's gone. <laughs> Uh, it looks really like the collector's edition looks awesome. I'm definitely buying it. I'm so I, sorry, wife, if you're listening to this. Uh, and look how angry he looks. <laughs> sorry, wife, if you're li- yeah, he, she doesn't listen. Is your to wife this, listening? So, no, she definitely doesn't. Uh, yeah, I was look like, how look how awesome this picture is. He looks so angry. It's a great photo. Yeah, I love him. You know, <laughs> I I don't like it that he has a sword and an axe. And he looks top heavy. He looks like he, he would fall over top. and struggle to get and yeah, struggle to get out. Complain. He's jack. He's jacked. this is this is just not a realistic oh, model at all. Kicker Minus five points. <laughs> it's Minus just... five points. I I just can't stand this model. Oh, here he's back. Kicker's back. Okay. Sorry, he's a I, I had to disappear. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I was just giving hot takes on how I don't like the Angron model. We. <laughs> Seth, uh, apparently, uh, Tech Priest Dickie, um, I've moved way closer to camera and when I came back to the, the world. So I don't know how to change this on my end. So hi, guys. By the way, I'm really close to the camera. Kicker's, Kicker's getting <laughs> really close to you guys getting at really home. Close. Don't worry about um, it. I had to refix one of the settings of my, 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 my computer. Um, okay, guys. One thing that we also was released, which Seth and I and, and Tech Priest Dickie and some of the people in chat, before we went live, we were all discussing this brand new Necromunda vehicle. And the when hauler. can we, the, the hauler, when and how yeah. can we use this for 40K or another? Uh, you know, it looks like it's already looting it. Water. It's already been looted. Oh, I'm cool. sure of it. Well, I thought Votan, dude, that's a great Votan, like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Votan, you could do a great conversion for a land fortress out of that thing if you're mm-hmm. definitely going for uh, uh a dirtier you know mining aesthetic i think that looks great yeah. for that of course um, gene stealer cult maybe yeah. maybe even guard maybe maybe guard maybe maybe i don't know so there's options I don't know. there i don't know about uh, guard but gene stealer cult i, I could definitely get behind too since they have a lot of uh mining equipment in their their arsenal yeah and that that even looks like the um oh geez whatever they're called they're yeah, he, I, 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 you know, we were talking about reading workbooks. And I just Are we have boring you, Seth? Like, oh, the giant <laughs> yes, you, you specifically, Tech Priest, wow. are a bore. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know what, Tech Priest? Tomorrow night, I don't want to even see you on the Thursday show. Oh, or, or hear me, in fact. Or hear you. Yeah, thanks. I'll take a break then. Yeah, you take a break, uh, Seth. We uh, I, I want to make sure we touch base on one last thing that's really important. The LVO is coming up in January, yep. and we're getting nonstop inquiries and requests from different sponsors, exhibitors, vendors to jump on board. Which I'm like, guys, you should have done this in the summer. But I, I don't know what happened. Somebody suddenly got a newsletter, and so um, we got Turbo Dork on this week. We got Creature Caster coming in from Canada to join us. Creature Caster makes those beautiful minis uh, that a lot of people. Uses yeah, Dicky uh, immediately when he heard that was like, "So, Creature Caster is going to be there. Should they just bring me models?" Yes. Yeah, dude. I, 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 so I don't know what they're going to bring. They haven't told me. I've encouraged them, of course, to bring 
fancy new stuff at a special price because it's you know the LVO. You got to bring cool stuff and and discount it. But I do know that they want to have the largest booth there, and I'm like, we don't have the space for it. They wanted to come in with the full 30 foot long, you know, long booth. I think we're gonna give them a 20 foot booth, but uh, they'll be there. And then oh, this one, literally, this email I just got this afternoon gamers grass like i i love that this is what i use for all my army the little tufts yeah. and they have like the best tufts yeah gamers grass is my personal favorite and i have i literally just got a box of stuff in from them not from them directly through my third party on amazon but i am a big fan of their tufts and it looks like they're coming to lvo as well and so kickers getting tufts yeah dickie's getting yeah. demons what am i getting <laughs> <laughs> you can get some turbo dork paint come all on, right dude. i'm in you're 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 in, you're in, you're in. uh rocky mountain open tickets will be going on sale in the next few weeks we're just finalizing Ooh. a little few details for that that is our event in denver in march so stand by for that seth what's happening on the flgn well uh this week on grim after dark uh they had evan van dyke on which uh is always a delightful show um, Evan is well versed in the memory of 40k um, and he really just brings a fresh perspective to that show and I do appreciate it it also was a covert dickisode I don't know if anyone knew that but it was a dickisode no, really. um, and really? those are always just just a chef's kiss now um, I have I have news for you kicker mm -hmm. I'm gonna complete my trifecta of FLG shows this week oh wow you're gonna you're gonna yeah, I've been on Grim. I've been here yeah. now yeah. Danny and I are hopping on over to help out Dustin t tomorrow on the Thursday show. Uh, oh, hell so yes, if you man. really just want to see some of that patented Seth and Danny bickering, because that's what it's going to be. Whatever opinion, oh, Dustin's going to throw a list out at us. And whatever opinion one of us states about a list, contractually, the other is obligated to go the other direction. Oh, I love it. I love so, it. This will be great, you know, it's, guys. It'll be, it'll be a hell of a time. So come check us out. So there. tomorrow's show, time. do not miss out. It will be an epic Thursday show. Yeah. One for the, yeah. for the and then And then next week, you can have Adam and Paul back and be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> the professionals. Yeah. <laughs> like, enough of this. We're going to do this once, and Dustin's going to be like, can, can I not have them again? <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe. Uh, All right. So let's get into get the main into topic. The, Kicker. The, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, uh, you kind of... You kind of set loose something today about I don't know two three o'clock in the afternoon into the into the the hobby sphere. What was that? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, to, to clear things up, uh, I am the events manager, but our our wonderful judge team really, you know, I mean, I and I encourage this, of course, but really wanted to know, hey, what does the community want from the gaming is of the community for the community, and we're like, what does the community want for twenty twenty three in terms of the way we run our events on on the tabletop itself, the the, the terrain we use, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. the frontline gaming judges asked that we release this very intricate survey, and you know this is the way we're going to figure out what we do for 2023. Seth, did you get a chance to see it? It is it is I pretty massive. Did. I did go through it. Um, to be clear, the one you put out today, uh, there's basically two versions of this survey, yeah, and two. I think and and I think it matters because it's gonna they're gonna go into different piles and be. Yes. be evaluated in those contacts. So the one you put out today is available for anyone to fill out in the community. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have been to an event in the last year, is that correct? Yeah, it's it's LVO 2022. So this year's LVO. Now, through so if you've been to any events so from bad. LVO 2022 to now, you'll be getting an email in the next few days. Is that correct? It, it next, it, I, I, I've sent 
thousands of emails. Like literally I sent thousands of emails today to all the attendees, um, uh, for just, and these are just 40 K attendees, right? But thousands of emails went out, uh, this afternoon. There might be another batch will do tomorrow, but you probably should have already gotten one from us. Check your inbox. It's coming from, from one of us in front line. And so, so please go and fill these surveys out. It's really important to the judge team to get this kind of feedback. Um, and, I, I have I have told as many people as I can to fill this out. And it's important to remember when filling out any survey, you know, don't just say I hate X, Y, and Z. If you don't like something, that's fine. But provide some constructive feedback because if you don't tell people what you want, you're just leaving it up to the judge team to guess what you want. And letting people guess what you want is not always a, a good plan, right, Kicker? No. Yeah. We want you guys to be specific. Obviously there's some, some, there's some numerical things you can choose, yeah. you know, one, two through 10 or something, but we want your feedback because this is going to be read by our team to get to know what we can do better. You know, 2022 was an, an amazing year. It really was. I mean, all of our events grew by, you know, at least 15%. Attendance is up. People are excited. Um, you know, I've already looked at tickets for Cherokee already and Cherokee's doing tremendously well. LVO is the biggest event ever of all time. I, I actually but, had a, a friend reach out to me today and he was like, so when are you going through Atlanta on your way to Cherokee? Cause I need a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we already are on the right track for 2023, but that doesn't mean we can't do things better. I mean, we yeah. are committed to this community and we're not, there's not red tape. There's not really much stuff. You know, we, we, we want to make things happen and pivot as, as much as logistically possible to uh, make everyone happy. But Seth, can we, before we go into yeah. the meat and, um, you know, the, of the actual survey itself, you, you, you brought up something important. There are two surveys, one for the, the general public and then one for frontline gaming attendees. It's really important because while, you know, some random person that has never been to one of events is going to have an opinion because this is the world and everyone has opinion about everything. Yep. We, we really want to get opinions from people that have been to the event. And then we have opinions that have been people that haven't been to our event. Cause what would well, and, encourage and them when to we go. get into the nitty gritty of the survey, that is going to make a lot of sense um, because p- some yeah. of the questions you guys ask are, you know, how many events have you attended both FLG events and non FLG events? And what is your likelihood of returning to an FLG event? So, mm-hmm. Having those kind of in the right pile of this is already someone that went to one and these are the recommendations they're making and they're saying, I'm not going to come back because I have these problems that that you you as the businessman kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's very valuable for us, you know, but also like we have a lot of people. Well, not, not, not a lot of people, but you know, there's a few angry trolls out there that are always having opinions on social media platforms that, you know, yell and cry like. I don't know. They have an opinion and it's it's kind of pathetic because they push so hard. But then we looked into it because we have the power. We can go back to see all the tickets ever sold. And the funny thing yeah. is the people that complain the most about random frontline gaming things are people that yeah. have never been to and, a frontline gaming event or a partner and, event of ours. And it's like, yeah, wow. Exactly. Uh, and I and I think you know. that's that's something to also point out is the reason you guys want feedback from people that maybe have not attended FLG events exactly. is there are events that have mirrored the FLG format using the terrain system, yeah. using player place terrain. So they may still have had an experience with those type, those style of events and have valid feedback. Yeah. So, so, and also we, we, from the people that have indoor events, like, Hmm, what can we do to encourage you to give it a shot? You know, some yeah. people are like, there are too many people. Well, that we probably are not going to change, you, you know, but yeah. some people it's like, I, I don't want to like, I, I, you know, some people don't like casinos. I'm not saying that this is going to happen for all of our events, but some people don't want to go to an event that's attached to a casino because yeah. it's just and, not their vibe. Sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. 
Sorry, Seth, you've got to, but so, um, so we're trying to get all the feedback we can from both people that have attended our events and have that experience firsthand. And then from people that have never been to events, but are yeah. interested, or at least they have an opinion that they want to want to share. Yeah. And I think that was an important point from you again, as the, the events manager here that like, if there is something that, that is an easy fix for you to make, that is going to make someone who's on the fence about attending or not, and hasn't come before. And it's an easy fix for you to make, to get them in. I'm sure you make that change because the more of us, yeah. the merrier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's so much, when you go into LVO, Seth, you've been there, or you go to even the yeah. non LVOs, the Cherokees, the SoCal's, you, 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 there's so much energy there. It's so exciting. Like who cares? At the end of the day, very few people are like, that's winning is not the important thing is you got oh, yeah. so much positive energy, excitement that well, like, I, I want more people to experience yeah. that. You, it's always, I mean, Tech Priest and I were talking pre-show. Tech Priest is going to an event this weekend, and he's just excited to go hang out with the boys and roll some dice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, there's going to be, you know, a thousand players registered right now for LVO. Is that right? Uh, Well over a thousand, dude. Yeah. You know, like there's a thousand people playing in that game. One person's going to win that. Okay. You yeah. know, the other, you know, thousand plus people that don't win, like we're still there to have a good time. We're still there to see friends. Like I'm going to see friends that I have never seen in person, but have talked to for years on the internet, thanks to COVID, you know, so it'll be a chance to meet some of those guys in person, Dude, go out and get some dinner with them. like LBO, yeah. right? Like you have that opportunity to meet people from around the world. Uh, but, but, but Seth, I mean, do you want to take us into yeah, maybe yeah. some of the first right. things that we've, we've, we've spun round and round and round here. So, yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, let's go. So the kind of, I, I went through and kind of summarized the big, the big sections you're going to fill out and, and ask, uh, have this information in hand. So the survey starts out with, you know, have you been to FLG events? If so, how many FLG events and how many similarly sized non FLG events, what type of games do you prefer? Is it competitive? Is it narrative? What point size, that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's, there's kind of a, an open-ended box of what is your most favorite part of your FLG event experience and what's your least favorite part? So kind of giving you a little bit of leeway there to, to say whatever you want to say, maybe not something that doesn't necessarily fit in a box. If, if your specific thing is my God kicker, you serve breakfast biscuits and I'm a breakfast burrito man, you know, that's your (laughs) chance to air that type of grievance. Um, you know, but you know, that is important to a lot of people though, man, seriously, you know, one of the things that people really wanted was like really good food. So with Cherokee, that was a new event for us. like we're gonna have the best damn food we can have at a convention and that that's yeah. what we did there for turkey so uh yep. yeah i know we that stuff like that is legitimately important but so, a lot but of things are not yeah. yeah that's kind of an that like that's an open-ended question you can get whatever you want in there the judge team did want some very specific feedback about the terrain systems yes um yes. what terrain systems have you played on be it um player placed like uh flg runs or gw style terrain you know what things about those terrain systems you like and don't like what things about those terrain systems would you change um and if you had your you know golden wish of whatever you wanted what would you want flg terrain to be would you want player place would you want i think they they offered to place or similar to a gw system where they have a map where you and the player have to 
make your terrain fit the map basically um you know so that kind of stuff a lot of feedback there also again some open-ended text i'm going to stop you all right there the terrain that we use currently the frontline gaming player place terrain format Mm -hmm. guess where that came from from the community that is a community creation uh that frontline gaming listened to some of the more experienced uh you know active competitive players after aco and uh, i don't want to name any names because i don't know if they want to you know but they they gave us really good feedback and we adjusted and we learned that llco is also wasn't it james workshop right but the, mm-hmm. the idea is that that was a community created incentive yeah. that frontline was like let's give it a shot uh we can of course pivot or adjust for 2023 but yeah seth um one other thing i guess that's also important is is like you said do we try something like the player placed or wtc style where it's super dense or light like we we have that opportunity yeah. to to really look into you know what works what doesn't yeah. work um oh, oh, oh and i, I got to say this just really fast I, I, I got a text message right before we went live and they asked me not to share it, but I have really good news that there's already been one accepted uh, pivot for Frontline Gaming's terrain, but I'm going to let the judges announce that because that's All like right. their, right. their thing. Yeah. So we've already got, we already, we're already, they're already making changes. What could they be? Yeah. Could, yeah. How do, how do we make them announce it on our show next week? <laughs> uh, we have the power to bring them on. wait i guess sorry i have a question follow-up that's actually legitimate here but let me finish the the other bullet points so um the other bullet points that they they wanted to talk about you know how do you feel about playing in flg events as a whole was it a positive or negative experience how did the terrain specifically impact that experience i actually had some follow-up questions from folks today they were like what do they mean by that question about terrain i was like did the flg terrain was it a positive or negative experience for you and then ultimately how likely are you to to attend future FLG events. You know, that's yeah. that, that's obviously a big deciding thing with Kicker. He wants to know if you're coming yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, please, you know. <laughs> okay. But now, now that I finished the bullet points of information I needed to get out, now that I've you know had this train of thought, how long is the survey running? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess we'll give it uh, a few days. The idea yeah. is that this time next week, Seth, we'll have all the data collected. We won't necessarily have all the changes or anything that, yeah. you know, we don't know. But, but you've got the data adjust. at your disposal at that point. Yeah. And I hope that next week we can possibly bring on one of the judges and you and I can can talk shop and try to process as much of the data as we can and then provide, uh, you, you know, and, and, yeah. and like I said, you know, w- w- this is of the community, right? Like we have nothing to hide. We'll be very transparent and say, hey, this is what we got. Um, but yeah, I don't know how many changes we'll be able to promise. But I mean, I want to try and move quickly because 2023 is I mean, right I, around the corner. I, and- I have signal boosted to as many uh, associate programs and shows as I can. I will continue to beat the drum with those groups to, please, to get please, folks out please. there. But chat, if you can help spread the word, the more feedback we get yes. in this survey, the better. And if you could yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. Guys, tell remember- everyone to type in pizza should be at all frontline gaming events i personally will thank you (laughs) guys guys if you're listening to our podcast right now or if you're in chat you guys are the community frontline gaming is for you we are created by you we are all of the guys at frontline gaming you know our community members we all play 40k like for years and years and years we love this so now's your opportunity tell us to make this the best dang season ever there there's an important comment in chat that i want to point out from tim the sorcerer uh tim says i live in australia so i will likely never get to attend an flg event but local tos oh crap restream's moving too fast sorry tim um but local tos (laughs) look uh to the itc rules and faq and terrain rules as a standard so your rules potentially impact tournaments around the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's Thanks. that's why that's why we have the general survey 
uh, so that yeah. we get the, the the feedback from people like Tim that maybe have played under an FLG rule set, but not at an FLG event. And, and Tim, that's why hopefully next week we can be as transparent as possible and share what the you know vast majority of people want. Because, yeah, of course, not everyone wants the same thing, but at least we can try to do the thing that will make the majority of the players happy. Uh, but yeah, but Tim, we're, we are very well aware that you know a lot of people follow the precedent found at LVO. Um, so we you know we we want to do this right. We want to do this yeah. right. Particularly for people that go, that, you know, are prepping for LVO or FLG events. They want to play in smaller events that run the same type of rules. Um, yeah. Or if you, um, I, I'm 99% sure that there is a large event in Australia. I, his name is escaping me. And Dickie's going to yell at me that it's the same weekend. It's the massive one in January, right before LVO. Yeah. Or maybe it's just, no, I it's, it's like the same January, weekend big, as LVO, I think. So people that are like, I'm missing out. Maybe they want to get a similar experience. Um, yeah. So, uh in chat, uh, Pasho30 asks, uh, where is the link of the survey? You can go over to the Frontline Gaming community page on Facebook and find the posted link there. Is it up on the Frontline Gaming website anywhere else, Kicker? So a blog post is going to get posted tomorrow. The judges okay. want to write a blog post kind of explaining some of the questions. That should go live tomorrow if it's not already live, but also any one of our social media platforms, Facebook, Hand Instagram, Con. they all have the, the link right now uh, okay. as well. Sean, Sean Bowen saved me. It's called CanCon is the Australian event. There we go, CanCon. Yes, yes, Kelsey, yes. Kelsey had a really good question. Uh, is What's this that? something that we're going to do yearly? Ooh, Kelsey, you know what? Yes, we will. I'll, done deal. It'll be a yearly survey. That way you can see the state like of it. the competitive landscape. Yeah. Yes. Well, cool, because the game yes. changes year to year, you know? So no. we want to know what's working and what's not because something that works this year might not work next year. Or yeah. something that didn't work this year, suddenly next year, it's fine. Yeah. Love it. Love I mean, it. I might pivot and decide uh, cheeseburgers are better than pizza. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> the answer is burritos, my friend. It's always burritos. Uh, can we combine Seth, burritos into a pizza form, like a pizza burrito? A, a pizzerito? Pizzerito? I, I think we can. I, I feel we, like we're we getting dangerously co close to uh, pizza pockets, like a hot pocket. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this There's, now. Do not do not hate on the, the pizza the pizza bites or whatever. You know that those are those are totally okay. Um, okay. Although anyway. pizza bagels are just weird as hell. But okay, let's let's let's. God, let's, now let's I want a pizza going. bagel. All right, let's get into some competitive 40k news and then uh, get into our ITC recap for the week. Calzones, everyone's like calzones. Calzone is calzones. not a burrito, folks. Oh my gosh, it is Seth not calzones. Okay, no. It's not. I'm no, just, no, no. Chad is right. A calzone is basically a pizza burrito. No, they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong, kicker. That is not. A calzone is a pizza burrito. We're ending it there. Let's move on. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I can't help you people. Can't help you when you're like this. <laughs> All right. So, Votan, kicker. Our beloved yeah. Votan. This is their first weekend where all first of their weekend. models were out. And if you were yeah. an industrious young kin, you could have acquired your models, built and paint them, and and been legal for a tournament this weekend. Um, and the yeah. much-feared Votan, what do you think upon their full power of this fully operational codex? What do you think their win rate was, Kicker? Okay, so so we know they're strong even after the 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 nerf, I guess, the judgment token nerf, right? But I don't think that they've been beaten that badly. This is me guessing. It's definitely above fifty percent. I want to okay. say above fifty percent, below sixty percent. Where are we at, Seth? So, so remember, fifty-five is the line of overperforming. Oh, so fifty-five is the line. Five to fifty-five is the you are a good balance codex. 
That is what we're shooting for. Oof, so you, we know there's things over 55. 55. I'm going to say we know there's things that's 55. I want to say this is like maybe maybe it's 56. 55 or 56. This is a 61%. Oh! 61. So 61%. just over that. Now, definitely in, in the scheme of where we are right now with our win rates, that's definitely a higher one. That's that's the upper tier. That's an S tier codex. Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of where we've been in the last year, that is definitely not the highest win rate we've seen in the last year. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Harlequins, with your 87% win rate. What is that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, but 61, 61 is really high, though. It, it is high. It is certainly high. Now, here's my question for you, Kicker, and you in chat. 61% on the first weekend that the full range of models was available. Do you think that this is the start and it's going to get worse? Or do you think this is a case of now that the meta knows what the Votan army is, or is the meta going to adapt? The lovely phrase we always ask, will the meta adapt? So, so Seth, let's see what chat says. I'm going to just talk real fast. Wait till chat comes in. I, I mean, we got to realize. Joined us. Yeah. I, oh, I think you just, uh, go, go, go. just nerf them into the ground right now so we don't have to worry about them. And uh, we're good. <laughs> the the stats dad himself boring. says it'll go up. Well, why Why is that, Nathan? Why do you think it'll go up? Because uh, we had, I think, because people don't have time to build models, right? We've only got this, very few this people. This flux pointed out that casual players haven't had their models ready yet. Um, so ah, a lot of the lower skill, yeah. lower win rate players haven't really rushed point. to get yeah. their army on the table. Like me, my army is melted by. So you're only game. getting the best of the best that are super dedicated and competitive already playing. You're right. So once you get the casuals playing, it might balance it out. Um, Seth, but, but, but in addition to that, people might actually start to learn how to play against Votan. They'll get more reps in. So suddenly now it's not this unknown, you know, variable. You get to kind of yeah. know what to expect. Yeah, Kevin Kevin uh, Quintero had a good one. Uh, he says I think it'll come down. People don't know what the people don't know what they do right now. And then yeah. as people one will learn what they do, there's also going to be less competitive players joining the fraction. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Stats Dad points out we've only had ten events right now, um, so we've yeah. only had ten uh, you know samples of of this particular. Uh, codex, and that is a really small sample size. I have so. a dick prediction. Ah, right, a shoot. dicky. Yep, a dicky. A dicky. We're giving him a. We're giving him a good dick in here. I predict Votan winning LVO. Votan winning LVO. Wow, really? Uh, you do know that Tech Priest, you and I are going to be there. Yes, right? I, we're going to be there. Both of us. So all three. I feel like this is an opportunity. To place a bet. A bet. Oof. Okay. How many slices of pizza are you betting him? How many pieces of pizza do you want? <laughs> I was thinking bet? something <laughs> more like if, if Kicker could arrange a dunk tank. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, maybe not a dunk tank, but we could do like a pie in the face or something oh, like that. Or a calzone in the face. I don't know. Calzone in the face. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> Vetoing that idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would burn. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that would that'd be painful. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be painful. No, I, I, I think that a yeah. public shaming is appropriate, though. We have to figure out what this public shaming Look, is. But uh, we'll, Nathan we'll, we'll agrees. To do, to Nathan agrees with me. They are going to win. He does. Nathan agrees. And he yeah. says two of the three votes from stat check hosts are that uh, it's going to go up because yeah. this book has been tested in the wild for months. So um, I don't know. I mean, 
Maybe current. Should we should we should we have like a fantasy league here? Like this is Vegas. Should we be like taking bets here? Like should this be I a formal thing we're doing? I think we need to record it and uh, shame the person that loses. I think that's the best way to do right, this. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do public it. Shaming. Let's do it. All right. Public, yeah. public shaming. The Wednesday after LVO, we'll have it all on. Yep. on, on I mean, right. kicker. There's some folks in chat saying the guard's going to be the thing that wins. I mean. Um, you guys have seen, I guess the, yeah, we can talk about it more because we got the, the books out in, 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 in public, at least all for people that have got Ooh. early copies can talk about it. The book looks solid. I don't think that it's nearly to the levels that Botan are like, there's just no yeah. way there's a lot of good stuff, but it's not like, you know, totally just the easy button you're going to win. And I'm sure that people will figure out some really good combos in the near future as more people start reading the book in full. But, um, I don't think it's, it's Votan levels. I, I have ass. a horrible idea. Are you ready for this? Shoot, I was inspired yeah, yeah. again by Nathan and Chad who said he will bet stat check dice. They're making their own dice. Kicker, you make dice. Um, we've got a bunch of dice. I think all the various podcasts and talking heads should make a bet on who it is. And we all put some dice in a pile. And whoever wins gets that pile of dice. And what they can do is they can drill holes in all the dice and make like a big chain of the dice and spray paint them gold. And we can have a bedazzled dice necklace. Of I mean, I, I think that guess. sounds like an amazing, that's you know, the most orky like, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the best part is about this entire I idea love this. is I literally had it in like that. And it was a fully fledged idea. Like, oh, we're going to have Done. this big Done. necklace made of gold dice with all the different podcasts on it. Whatever yeah. podcast made the idea of, you know, but. Yeah, I love it. No, man. And, and it's very much, you know, it's it's very, very appropriate. Like it's like you're you're the heads of your victims, you know. I love it. You won this. And then let's yeah, do it. Over the years, I like the idea, Nathan said, over the years we can make it into a dice throne. Yeah. What oh, what yeah. what podcast sits on the 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 dice the throne? Throne of dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, this is this is good. I, I see I see the future here. It's very clear to me. Uh Nathan, thank you so much for for hopping in and giving us this wonderful insight into how we this, can this wonderful, <laughs> horrible tangent of an idea. Literally, no, by great. the way, just for everyone's knowledge, this this section of the podcast was one bullet point in our notes. Yeah. And I have just yeah, stretched um, it out in like five minutes of rambling nonsense yeah but we should still focus on making sure that calzones are somehow involved at the lvo but we'll figure that out down the line seth what's going on in the 40k competitive track you know you know kicker kicker i'm doing something a little different for the competitive track this week oh okay cool chat pointed out we're towards the end of the season uh the other week and there's not a lot of movement in the top fives so this week i went crazy i did top tens Wow, look at you. Look at I you. Know. Okay, cool. Are you going to read it from so let's like get into 10 it. Let's get into or, our yeah, okay. ITC competitive track top 10. So our number one, still the reigning champ, Jack Harpster. Number two, Vic VJ. Number three, John Lennon. Number four, David Gaylar. And number five, Thomas Ogden. Again, not much movement there. But let's look at the rest. Not number six, all. just outside it, Manny Chima. Number seven, right. Colin McDade, the terror of Texas. Number eight, the uh, Harlequin troop master himself, Mike Porter. Number nine, my most beloved Frenchman, Nassim Fouchain. And number 10, my most hated Scotsman, Innis Wilson. <laughs> I know. I like what you did I there, did yeah. have to say his name. This is the price I paid by expanding this to the top 10. I hope you're happy chat. Now, the important thing is now that we know kind of this is our snapshot in time. There's going to be a yep. few more events coming before LVO that are going to see some movement here. But this gets you, you know, most of these players, um, if they had a really good LVO performance, if they won it, that could 
possibly catapult them to the top of the list. So all of these guys are still in contention for the ITC championship. Yeah. Every single one of these guys, and probably a few more in the you know the next set of ten. But yeah, these guys could anyone. It's winning the ITC this year can go to any one of these guys. I've noticed the chat isn't directly in front of me, uh, and most of these guys are going to be at LVO. Yep. Yeah. I yes. know uh, Ennis, Nassim, uh, Colin, Manny, Tom, Ogna. The only one I don't know is oh. Mike Porter. I don't know if Mike Porter will be there, but I. Hey, Mike, if you're listening, come on, show up, man. I'll, I, I'll I am ninety. I, I am ninety nine percent sure that David and Vic are going to be there. Obviously, the U.S. guys are all going to be there. I know Manny's going to be there because I know like he's like he's doing some stateside tour basically at this point. Um, so yeah, yeah I uh, you know it's <laughs> Mike I hit think, me up. Uh, Manny hit me up right before SoCal, saying like I'm already in the U.S. I'll go swing by SoCal. You know, like, you know it's like yeah, he's the guy yeah. living living here. He's just gonna get an apartment in the middle of the country and. I, I mean, yeah. with the cost of flights, that might be a better it's, idea, Manny. Mike is from the UK, right? Mike Porter is. is yep, he is, is a UK guy. Okay. All right, Mike, so, come on, join join the Vanguard. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have access to the roles, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll harangue him as much as we can. All right, let's go over to the hobby track. Number one, Matt Aaron. Number two, Andrew Gagno. I love him, but. Um, he placed out number three, Jacob Thayer. <laughs> number, I'm sorry, Andrew. I had to make fun of you. Number four, Lou Rollins. I believe you, you know, Lou, is that, is that right? Kicker? Yeah. Lou and I go way back. Way <laughs> he was, back. he was my first LVO opponent ever. <laughs> those, are, those are special. Those are special times. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's like your hard opponent. Number five, Aaron Kelman. Number six, Dean Pritchard. Number seven, Eric Mullins. Number eight, number eight, Derek Page. Number nine, Kevin Grubbs. And number 10, Scott Boucher. And then heading on over to the AOS competitive track. Um, number one, Gavin Grigar. And if I remember correctly, Gavin is the reigning champ for yes. the US Open AOS. Yes. And the reigning champ for the ITC last year. Yes, he is. And he I'm is. 99% sure... He's about to go and play in another AOS finals. Yes. And then if he's number one, still <laughs> he's in just, the AOS competitive just, track at the end of the season, that's like four titles in two years for that man. Yeah, he's just number one in everything. Let's just, just give AOS, it up to Gavin. Like, this guy is, knows. He, is he like your Richard Siegler? What is going on well, here? What happens now is that Gavin goes and creates an Age of Sigmar coaching service because that's the natural progression I think, here. Is, no, you know? I think Gavin Grigar becomes Sigmar next. Is that what happens? <laughs> like he has to like ascend to godhood. I don't know. He becomes Sigmar. They he make is, an entire yeah. army uh, after him with the, the Gavin as the character. Yep. All right. Number no, two. He's a, he's a great Trimble. guy, and honestly, kudos to him. He he, he does. He puts he did the time LSO in, and you know what? Right. He did, yeah. He he ran uh, Age of Sigmar LSO, but also Gavin. He's just like a really cool dude. Like it's it's awesome that such a cool dude is like kicking butt on the competitive uh, yep. scene. So yeah, kudos to him. Number two is Anthony Trentanelli. Number three, Jeremy Vizier. Number four, Thomas Guan. Number five, Ridge Hanna. Number six, Matt Beasley. Number seven, Zach Kennedy. Number eight, Emma Mangles. Number nine, Matt Robish. Robish? Robish? You've tripped me up, Matt. I'm glad you, you, you've, you've ended my run of pronouncing names. And number <laughs> 10, Caleb Walters. And then heading on down the AOS hobby hey, track. Seth, I wanted to, uh, yeah. someone asked a question in chat. What is a hobby track? Is what they hobby ask. track is essentially there. There's an algorithm for competitive track. So, and it's based off number of players at the event, number of rounds, 
that were in the event and then you're placing in the event. So if I win all my games and come in first place in the event, I'm first place. That gets a bigger point multiplier than say I, I lose two games and come in 10th. So that's how competitive track is scored. The way hobby track is scored, you get a, a very similar algorithm that considers the number of players at your event and the number of rounds in the event. But then your ranking for hobby track in terms of like who gets the most points is based off where you place in the paint scoring for that event. Yes. So if you're best painted at that event, it's like winning the first place uh, spot and getting the, that big chunk of points. And then you get the multipliers by the, the, the event size. So hopefully that Very answers well chat's question. But speaking of hobby track, number one, Robert Snyder. Robert's been sitting up there for quite a while, folks. Um, and he's got a good little lead there. So uh, you, you, the rest of the AOS guys, you've got some great models to work with. You better start trying to hunt that man down. Uh, number two, Rick Garcia. Number three, Ricky Fisher. Number four, Anthony Trentinelli. Number five, Matt Beasley. Number six, Jeremy Williams. Number seven, Gabriel Pacheco. Number eight, Evan Markham. Number nine, Gareth Thomas. And number 10, Russ Tanner. And I would like to point out that I just read four. 40 names, and I messed up one last name, and that's it. <laughs> and Seth, that is why you read the names, not me, because I can mispronounce my own name half the time. Well done, <laughs> Seth. Well done. All right. That uh, guys, is if you are, the ITC recap if, for the week. And if you're in chat right now, get your last few questions in. Uh, I have a box of cereal I have to hunt down uh, <laughs> urgently. <laughs> just Googling cereal tracking services. Swiss Miss hot chocolate cereal. Uh, yeah. No, Seth, thank you so much for reading that, man. I, I kind of think that going into the the end of the season, reading the top 10 uh, really is nice. I mean, these are all yeah, players again, that are in contention. Everyone's in striking distance. LVO yeah, is a up. massive pile of points. So everyone's yeah. in striking distance here to get into into one of those slots. Yeah. So, we should say I that, think, hey, this weekend, yeah. We, I was going to say, I think we started exhausting chat with, yeah, uh, with questions. Chat and But guys, uh, this weekend is the giant finales at New Mexico for Games mm -hmm. Workshop Invitational. They have a big narrative thing there. They have the, the winners of their event there. So that's, that's oh, look, look, look what, look there what just is. popped we up on screen. The there we are. Oh my god. Is that not gorgeous? And I believe that's two bags of cereal in one box. I love the two for one. That's that's perfect. Really? Yeah, that, that is that is that's yeah, I think it's probably like a Costco or a Sam's, you know, <laughs> a giant box, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, I get to, you. I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. But oh, no, guys, it, it, it is exciting kicker. Oh, FLG we got a question London when FLG London one. I think our, our 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 good buddy over there, Zach, runs the LGT, and that's like the <laughs> yeah. FLG. I mean, we we could we could tell him to use some of our terrain, maybe, right? Um, uh, but yeah, I we do we had, we do have some friends over in the uh, uh, other part. All right, of the world, Kicker, have you seen yeah. the the TV show Trading Spouses? No, I have not. I mean, I'm aware of the You're show. You're aware of the concept. You know, I am aware trade of the concept, spouses. Yes. And what if you and Zach did trading tournaments and he Ooh. had to come over and run one of your events and you had to go over and run one that of his? That would be fun. That would be fun. Zach, uh, Zach and Reese, Reese, the founder of Frontline Gaming, uh, the CEO of the company. Those two guys are longtime good buddies. Actually, they were hanging out together just this past week overseas, uh, out of the country together. Um, and, and those guys... We, we 
we're good friends with Zach. You know, he tells us the inside scoop. We give, we give him ideas. He gives us ideas. Um, but I don't, I don't think I'd want to run an event in the UK. It just sounds logistically way more challenging than, than over here. I, but, uh, I want to see it. We'll add this to my it? list of future it? events, including the 40K Hobby Olympics that I was telling Kicker about. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll bring some challenge coins to the UK, right, Seth? That's what yeah, we'll do. We we'll bring some we kick-ass frontline gaming uh, challenge Chat, you're going to have to wait to hear my amazing ideas for the 40K Hobby Olympics later um, because that oh is all the time we have for tonight. Any final <laughs> thoughts, Kicker? Uh, Seth, actually, your Hobby Olympics is something that we will be putting into effect first. Uh, Frontline Gaming's 2024 LVO yes. uh, as a pregame show. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, as a pregame no, guys, show. Things- I don't like this. I think that means I have to do it. I was making bad ideas. <laughs> No, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I love seeing the chat. It's always so uh, fun to talk to you guys. Seth, you want to take us out? Yes, we thank you so much for joining us here. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals on the Frontline, which I believe, uh, according to our Facebook post, is almost over a 1,000 episodes total, which is crazy. Um, Dang, have a great episodes. week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night. <laughs>